Welcome to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina. I'm so excited to have Erica Eller here with me today. She's a functional nutritionist and health coach and is going to talk to us a lot today about stress and (laughs) all of that fun stuff, which I think is something we all need to talk about and hear about right now. So Erica, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I am so excited to be talking with you today. This is going to be, this is going to be fun. And like you said, I, I focus on stress and I love it. And people are like, uh, stress doesn't seem like a fun thing, but, um, (laughs) you know, as you hear more, um, you will see that like stress management is key to so many elements in our life. Totally. I mean, it sounds so important and, I mean, if you can manage stress, I just think that's really useful because we're all stressed, at least at some point in time and to a certain extent. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, first, can we start by just hearing, like, how did you get into that? Like, where does that come from, your expertise in stress? Yeah. So I think like many of us that go into business, it's because of an own our own personal need that we have had to fill you know, a problem that we needed to solve. So obviously for me, um, I I had a lot of stress. My background is business management, business development. And that's what my degree is in. That is where I spent a majority of my career in. I am also, I feel like I have a lot of just entrepreneurial DNA. You know, there's all, the wheels were always turning for me as far as like a business to start, what I should do. But how I came to the place that I'm at right now was totally out of my own personal burnout. So not once, but twice. I am mm. a total overachiever. And um, so I did it twice. Um, totally different. <laughs> but for me, the very first time um, had to do with um, me doing severe dieting. I had basically uh, fluctuated in my my weight from the time I was... I think I was 19. I went on the birth control pill. And from that point on, my weight management became a problem. You know, I was just putting on weight without any reason. Um, So I was trying all of the different diets, like literally, if you named it, I probably did it. And I got to this point in 2012, where I was like, okay, I'm just going to do whatever it takes. And so I was exercising about four hours a day. Um, I was waking up at two 30 in the morning. I was getting to the gym by three and I was exercising for two hours. I would come home. I had just gone through a divorce. And so I would come home, get kids ready for school. So I was a single parent doing it all on my own. And then I would work eight hours in my job. And then I would come home do the stuff with the kids and then um, exercise some more. Sometimes I'd go on like a three to five mile run and then I'd come home and do like another like intense uh, cardio video or do some more strength training. But I did that every single day. Oh my God. Well, there's a lot to be said for the discipline in that. I I cannot even imagine. Yeah. And I basically, I, I don't even know how... Um, my body was able to handle that type of stress that I was putting on it um, for the length of time that I did. I basically went almost a year and a half doing that. 
Wow. And I say all of a sudden, but it's not all of a sudden because stress builds. Mm-hmm. And but it was just literally like one day I was so sick. And I mean, literally every infection that you could think of, I got it. I had mm-hmm. a pink eye, I had a double ear infection, I had a UTI, I had a kidney infection, an upper respiratory infection, and it was oh all God. at one time. Wow. I had to stay home for uh, almost three weeks straight from work. Wow. When you are forced to rest, uh, you do a lot of thinking. And I realized that the pace of my life um, was not not helping my health at all. And I was basically just running myself into the ground. And I knew that if I kept up at this pace, that it was it was going to kill me eventually. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot sooner, you know, than, than I thought it would, but it was interesting because in that time, women were coming to me, asking me what I was doing because I was losing weight rapidly. And that's how I started coaching. I was basically giving them the exact same plan that I had. But what was interesting with these women was that they had extremely severe lifestyles, meaning they were just always going. They were so stressed out. They weren't stopping. They had families. Um, Some of them were in um, school, like grad school, and they were in relationships and they had, you know, they were either working in corporate America or they had their own businesses and it was backfiring. Some of the women were actually gaining more weight. Oh, wow. And so I had to step back. And during this time, I was actually working for the leading stress expert in the country. He is the one that coined the term adrenal fatigue, Dr. James Wilson. So I was learning so much about stress, but I wasn't applying it to my life. And when I realized that these women that I I was coaching, it was backfiring And I had to look at the role that stress has on hormones and how it either hinders your weight loss or it creates these other hormonal imbalances that lend to weight gain. Mm. And so as I started to basically pull that apart and realize, okay, stress management is key. When your stress hormones are managed and Balanced, and I say balance, you know, with um, just a very loose emphasis on it because balance is, it's just ever changing. You know, that means that you are basically at one level at all times, and we just aren't like our bodies are ever changing. Mm -hmm. But as I realized that stress was such a key thing here, and I started changing my program to focus on stress management. I noticed that women began to have results at that point. Hmm. Interesting. So I was like, oh, wait a second. Like I've got something here and the world needs it. And so I basically, you know, just went off on my own um, two years ago to just go full in with both feet and not looking back to help as many women as I can. So it was more about the stress than the exercise, basically. For sure. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So what does it look like now in terms of the business you, and what does that look like for your life? And you're like, I feel like you must be like so relaxed, but obviously that's not 
ever the case for a business owner. Yeah, yeah. But being I'm like laughing. so aware of that stuff all like day to day sounds, I mean, it must be good for you. Yeah. I will say that going through that in that first time, that was, that was a good lesson. Like I would never want to go through that again because it took my body a really long time to basically build up its strength, you know, to build up my immune system again. But it, it taught me that listening to my body and becoming more aware of what my body is, is trying to tell me when I experience symptoms, that's been key. However, so as I shared, I went through burnout twice. So the second time came in 2000, 2016, 2017. And I will say that that was probably the catalyst for me to step out of my, my career, you know, in corporate America and just go full in with my business because I was working, you know, 40 plus hours a week. Um, I traveled, uh, probably 25 to 30% of the time. And I had met my, my now husband. And so that was great. We got married. The kids are growing up, you know, so. They, they were going into like their teen years. And so like, that's a stressor, but, you know, also, you know, a really great season of life. I did decide to uh, go to graduate school at the same time. And I was basically just saying yes to everything. I didn't want to pass up any opportunity. I also, I really don't like to disappoint people. Like that's just my tendency. I'm a firstborn. I'm a perfectionist. I want people to be pleased with me. I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And so if anybody needed anything from me at any time, I would say yes, and I would do it. And so what happened there looked a lot different from the first burnout. And it was, you know, that I basically had zero boundaries. I was incorporating some rest, but it wasn't enough for what my body was telling me. And so that just showed up in like extreme fatigue. I was so tired all the time. Like I could literally Mm -hmm. take a nap at any point of the day. And it would be like, not a power nap, but like a two hour nap. And I started just feeling really foggy in my thinking and forgetting things. And it was impacting my business, my personal business, but also the work that I was doing for the company that I worked for, you know, and I was, I was missing important details and it was costing the company, but it was also like costing me because, you know, when you're in sales, you're, you're on commission. And uh, that's, that's huge. You know, when you're missing, missing the mark because you just can't Mm -hmm. think clearly. Yeah. And um, just so irritable all the time. And so because of both of those circumstances, I am much more in tune to what my body is saying, but I'm not exempt from stress. I mean, the reality is that stress starts in our mind and just thoughts that we're thinking can be stressors, can create this, this threat within our mind where our body, our body doesn't know the difference between a real or imagined threat. And so we go into a stress response simply by thinking about something. So if you're not looking forward to a conversation with somebody or you're replaying a conversation that you had and you're upset and you're like, I can't believe they said that to me, or I wish I would have said this, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've had some of those moments in your life. That yeah. is, that's a stress response. Or if you are worried about the future, if you're like, oh gosh, you know, like where, where are my next clients going to be? And I need to get clients, you know, in order to pay, pay rent, pay the mortgage, you know, eat next week. 
all of those things and the way that we think about them create a stress response. So I've just become much more aware. Yeah. So, so wait, I want to go more into that. So what are some, like, I mean, because I think we can also relate to that, right? Like we're all like, Oh, like, what if that client, what if all my clients leave me or (laughs) what if I don't get a client in time and I have these other expenses coming up or whatever it is like in terms of business and life. But like, so what are some of those? I mean, I guess you've already said like some of the things that can happen, right? Like literally physically, you can physically kind of like shut down, like your body is not going to, but what else? Like, let's go into like some of those, some of the negative things, I guess, before we get into the positive. Yeah. Um, like on, on what that can mean if you're having those thoughts and obviously it's not so easy to shut them off and you kind of know it's bad, but like at how, like how yeah. or why is it bad? Yeah. So it, it becomes a problem when it's chronic. So as I mentioned earlier, we all we are all created to have a stress response. And that stress response is important. It's meant to keep us alive, right? Our body is basically preparing to either fight or run in terms of danger. Now that was great in the days when we were running from animals out in the wild, right? But thousands and thousands of years have passed and we are being chased by tigers. But what our stress is now it's our thoughts. It's always being connected. It's not having any margin in our calendars. It's taking on way more than we should. It's not delegating. It's not resting. It's not prioritizing sleep. And so that basically puts your body in this chronic stress response. Now, normally when you have a stress response, so like, let's say um, you're in a car accident, right? You can feel that visceral change, right? You know, you, you've hit somebody or somebody's hit you and like you can feel the knot in your stomach. Your heart is racing. You start breathing faster, right? And that is your body preparing to either run or to fight. But it's a car accident. You don't need to run. You don't need to fight. And so after the incident happens, what your body is supposed to do is return back to homeostasis, which is balance or back to the uh, parasympathetic system, which is kind of the the state of resting and digesting, it's supposed to return to that state within about 30 to 45 minutes after the incident. Okay. But what happens in that situation or any other situation, like, you know, you were just in a really heated argument or like you just fired an employee or you found out like you're getting laid off. You are in this place of a stress response but we end up ruminating in those thoughts. And so we basically tell our body, it's not time to Hmm. rest. It's not time to digest. It's not time to go back into that, that state. So our body stays in this elevated cycle of, of a stress response. Our cortisol levels rise to basically be able to meet the need of running or fighting. And so when Our cortisol rises, it impacts so many different functions in our body. Um, Our digestion is affected because, you know, basically our body is telling that system, hey, we don't need to worry about, you know, pooping right now because uh, we need to just stay alive. Or it affects your sex hormones. Like, hey, like we don't need to produce, reproduce right now because, you know, you're not having sex right now because you are in this state of a threat. And so then those hormones are affected. You are telling your body that you aren't going to eat right now. So hold on to the reserves because Mm -hmm. this could be a time of famine. 
And so you are affecting your blood sugar, you're affecting your immune system, all nutrients that impact those systems in a positive way to help your body basically optimally uh, perform. All of those resources are shunted to just keeping you alive to be able to fight or to be able to run. And so that's when you start noticing all of the different things with like your sleep is affected because your body isn't producing melatonin because your cortisol is up and you're on the circadian rhythm. And then when you're like sitting in those thoughts at night and like you can't let them go, like it's not helping your body to go down. And so, I mean, I've seen so many different places in how stress has impacted people on their health, but also when you're in just a, in a constant state of stress, it really takes a toll on you mentally and emotionally as well. And so also like brain health is in, impacted huge. And so that's why you notice like that you're not thinking clearly, right? Because your body is in this, you know, state of panic and that's not the time to do deep thinking. That's not t- the time to do reflective thinking because your body's just in this like, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. But what we see is that uh, you just become really irritable. You become uh, really anxious. You get that panicky feeling a lot easier and you start missing things. Like I, I shared, you know, within my work, you know, like I was, I was missing key details. You know, I was missing like important deadlines. I was, I was missing things that basically needed to happen in order for contracts to be fulfilled, for shipments to go out, you know, at the appropriate time, because I just wasn't thinking clearly. And then it really, bottom line is it will zap your energy. When you are in that chronic stress response, your energy levels just go down so, so quickly. And so what happens is as you stay in a chronic or alert phase longer, you are basically putting this load on your body. You know, it's, it's like, you know, putting, putting um, water into a, a bucket, right? There's, there's only so much the bucket can hold. And then after a while, it's just spilling over. So at that point, when it starts spilling over, when your body can't take the stress load any longer, then what happens is we notice that the body basically, it's almost like the boy who cried wolf where the body's like, uh, you know, I don't even know that like we need Hmm. this anymore. Like we just can't keep up with the demand and maybe it's not real after all. Hmm. And so what we see at that point is that people's cortisol levels drop tremendously but you need to have elevated cortisol levels in certain parts of the day, like in the morning when you're waking up, that's when you're supposed to notice an increase in your cortisol because that's, it's your circadian rhythm. That's when it's time to wake up. That's when it's time to start, you know, producing. But what we notice is that people that have had chronic and severe stress for a prolonged amount of time that those levels drop significantly. And then that has a totally different effect on people where Mm. then, I mean, they just can't do anything because they don't even have the energy. I've worked with um, some women that literally the act of brushing their teeth was enough to like wipe them out for the day. Wow. Like just getting up to do that, you know, like they were just so, so burnt out at that point. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it impacts so many different things. And so 
that's why I'm just so passionate about teaching women how to manage their stress. Yeah, no, totally. And it's, and cause like, obviously everybody has a certain amount of stress all the time or, you know, at some times and being able to manage that better, even if it's not like nearly to the extreme that you're talking about is right. only going to help you perform better and, and be better and like be happier. I would think, do you, I feel like, have you seen anything in terms of like the people that you've worked with? Like why some people get, some people seem to just stress out easier than others mm-hmm. or like be always stressed, even if they're kind of dealing with the same types of things as everyone else. They're like, like, I feel like I'm generally not a very stressed person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that I don't think that things are that big of a deal. Like I have kind of a go with the flow attitude, like mm-hmm. more like, you know, I'm like, well, thing, things work out, right? Like things always work out. So like, I'm not going to get like too bent out of shape over every little thing that happens. But I wonder, is there, is there anything you've seen like that? Like different types of people are more likely to kind of be impacted or have it take over their life more or what the kind of things you've seen there? Yeah, that's a great question. So first of all, we are bio individual. So how we respond to stress and how long we can be in a state of stress will vary individual to individual. A lot of it is, is DNA, you know, so if you were, you know, just a really laid back kid and you had you know, a great childhood, there wasn't any trauma, that is a huge thing for you. Like that's a huge benefit to you in, in your dealing with stress. Whereas if you had somebody that experienced trauma, there was a lot of you know, just disruptive emotional periods for them, you know, as they grew up, some people like that is just kind of their, their DNA. That's how they, they basically came out of the womb, you know, just being like a really, you know, anxious type of child, mm-hmm. um, you know, really fear-based. And so it really is individual as to how people will respond and how much people can handle. But also, I think a lot of the ways that we approach stress or the stressors is learned, right? Mm -hmm. So how our parents responded to stress will most likely transfer over to us. So like, for example, my mom stressed out super easy, Mm -hmm. you know, so like that is kind of my tendency. Like I do tend to be a little bit more pessimistic and think, you know, like, oh, this is never going to work. Or, you know, of course, like this is happening or, oh my gosh, like what, what's, what's going to happen now? And, you know, this is going to be, you know, the, the death of me, you know, type of thing, you know, like you just (laughs) catastrophize. Yeah. So shout out to my mom for being pretty relaxed. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, it's, it is something that, you can learn to do better. It's a practice. Stress management is a practice. I mean, and just, you know, like we talked earlier, like I'm a stress expert, you know, per se, but that doesn't mean that I'm exempt from stress, right. but I have a lot of opportunity and that's the way I see it. I have opportunity to practice my stress management techniques that I teach other people. And so I would say that the impact on me is a lot less than it used to be, but I definitely have, you know, these moments, like, I mean, right now we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? And so people like, they are noticing stress in different ways. And it's really interesting, because we have been given a gift, really, to have the ability and the permission to rest. But it's so interesting how so many people are like, 
mad about it. Like, I don't want to rest, you know, like, I still want to do this. And like, this is affecting me. And this is affecting me. And now this means this. And I don't want to downplay that there has been, you know, significant impact on people, you know, people are getting laid off, they they aren't working, uh, businesses are closing. So it definitely is, there have been negative consequences. But if we looked at it as this opportunity to reconnect and to slow down, I think so many of us could just walk out of this quarantine feeling so much more energized if we allowed it. But it's really been a matter of of mindsets and and what you're looking at. But I will say, even for me, so I mean, life didn't change a whole lot for me because I work from home. Um, I already work with my clients, you know, via Zoom. And so, you know, now I just have a few more Zoom calls, you know, instead of in-person things. But for the most part, it's allowed me to step back. And I think if someone is having a hard time with dealing with stress, that is their body saying that it is time to step back in order to move forward with progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of a good, I wanted to ask like, what, how can we like, in terms of our business, how can we use this, not use the stress, but like find way, finding ways to deal with stress or kind of mitigate it or get better at handling it? Like how can we actually improve our business or improve our output and what we're doing and what we're working on by dealing with some of that stuff where maybe we're like, well, you know what? I'm stressed, but like that's life. Like what can, what can you do? But like, what can we do to actually, like, how can, how, how could you see it actually helping our businesses if we, you know, cause I feel like that's what will give us a reason right. to do it. Yeah. And we're like, no, yeah. if you do something about this, you handle it. Like it's actually going to help your business. And then we're like, oh yeah, let me see. Cause like, I'll do anything about my business. Exactly. Exactly. And when you realize that stress impacts your life in certain ways, it allows you to look at those areas in in a new perspective. Um, and so with business, I mean, if you are managing your stress, like what you can do with that, that energy is incredible. So the results that my clients have had with this is that they have much better time management. I think that's probably one of the biggest things where they don't feel like they are at the mercy of their calendar. Now they are intentional and they are focused and they are choosing what is on their schedule. So if that means that they're delegating certain things, they're taking things out that they don't even need to be doing, you know, it's it's not as important, you know, maybe they can recognize that there are different seasons as well in their business and, you know, maybe something that they've been, you know, working on like the season's done, you know, and it's time to let go. So that allows you to be much more focused and purposeful in the work that you're doing. So, you know, if you are in a launch period or if you are focused on, you know, certain business building, you are basically looking at the big rocks on your plate instead of all the little pebbles, you know, that are filling up your day you know, all of those tasks, you know, when you're like busy, but you're not productive, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, how is this moving my business, you know, at the end of the day, when you manage your stress, you become much more proactive instead of reactive. And at the end of the day, you have energy left. And when you have energy left, you are able to give back to the people that you live with, you are able to give back to yourself and make health a priority and focus on ways to to improve your health. But 
I mean, businesses, I've seen businesses improve their revenue because they've been able to manage their stress because they've gotten so tactical. If this isn't something that I even need to be doing, like it's gone, I can delegate this out, or this is a project that I don't even enjoy doing. And, you know, I don't even want to like focus on this anymore. I've had, I've actually had some women that they have changed their business because they're like, you know what? I realized like I was totally like forcing this and it was creating way more stress, but like, this is the area that I've always wanted to go in. And so I'm actually going, I'm going to pivot. And that where they haven't felt like they could do it because that's felt so stressful. There's been like, you know, these consequences that are looming over, you know, like if I do this, like then this is going to happen and they've been able to change and, and they feel so much better. And because of that revenue increases, because there's just so much joy that they're experiencing in their life and they're working intentionally and not reactively anymore. Using the stressors in which things stress you out more as a way to almost like figure out which things in business you want to be focusing on and which things either get rid of them altogether if they're going to stress you out that much or find a way to make it better or find a way to delegate that to someone else all while using like kind of the stress is like the lens of figuring out which things you want to be focusing on and which things are going to exactly then like bring you joy if they're not the things that aren't stressing you out yeah and you know it's interesting how we think about things is also like a huge thing. Like, so for me and for a lot of, I hear this a lot with clients where they will say, you know, I'm not good with math. I'm not good with money, you know, and like, they don't want to track their results in their business because it gives them like Hmm. this anxiety. But what I've had to do with myself is basically face that fear and realize, okay, like I'm not going to die if I look at numbers, right? Like (laughs) I will not physically die But what I'm doing is I'm basically empowering myself to feel more confident in my business because I'm facing the fear. And I I just start looking at it from a different lens, as you mentioned, where I'm like, okay, these numbers give me information. This information helps me to know what's working in my business and what's not working in my business. So it no longer becomes the story of, I'm not good at math. I don't know how to track this information. This isn't what I'm strong at. And, you know, there are people that are still stronger in this. But for me, I had to just get to know it. And I had to look at it from the place of, this is going to help me. Like, this might feel painful, but I'm going to be okay. Like, literally talking myself like through it. Like, it might feel terrible but it's going to be good for me and for my business. And then, you know, I know just enough to to be dangerous with this information. And the reality is I could pass that off to somebody that that is like their strength. They love that stuff, you know, like getting analytical, like that's their thing. And then I'm able to like move that over at the right time to somebody else. And then I can focus on creating the content and, Mm -hmm. and focus on like, where are my ideal clients at? You know, how do I, how do I find them, you know, working on the things that I want to be working on instead of that. But it sounds like some of it can be like a kind of like a mindset shift as you were saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. Let's not look at this as something that's going to stress us out. Let's talk ourselves into 
thinking that it's empowering or Mm -hmm. that it can be a good, you know, learning experience for our business. I mean, I think, yeah, I think so much of, I think so much of everything is like the mindset (laughs) that you choose to put with it. It really is. It's so huge. It's so huge. What are like a couple of other things that you would say are like, do you have go-to things that you think everybody should kind of like implement in order to deal with stress or be aware of what's stressing you out or things like that, that you kind of tell people, this is what you should be doing. Like, even if you, you know, haven't worked with them enough to know their individual situation. Yeah. So I would say the very first thing um, to make a priority is sleep. Sleep has to, and I think that that's like the first thing that people like throw out the window, you know, because mm-hmm. they're like, you know, I can, I can sleep later. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. You know, like right now, like, out, I need more time to get stuff done. Cause I'll feel better if it's done. Yeah. But like, like I mentioned before, like you're working reactively and you're just, you're busy, but you're not productive. And, you know, you're not doing things that really move the needle and all you're doing is just perpetuating your stress response. So I would say make sleep a priority. Start to focus on your sleep hygiene, meaning that you are um, being consistent and creating like a bedtime schedule, like when you go to sleep and when you wake up and that you're consistent every single day of the week. And some people are like, no, like weekends are my time to sleep in. And, you know, like there's room for that, but the more that you can stay as close to a schedule as possible, the more that your circadian rhythm goes into a healthy pattern where your cortisol levels are healthy, you're making melatonin at the right amount and at the right time. And so sleep, that's just really where your body is repairing and where it's, you know, cellular regeneration is happening. Hormone synthesis is happening. um, Nutrients are being converted into, you know, other things, you know, which basically, you know, equals energy. So the more that you can place that as a priority, the better off you'll be. The second thing that I would suggest is journaling. And a lot of people are like, what? I don't want to journal like this is, you know, what am I going to journal? I say, just start off with how you're feeling, becoming more aware. Like that's really, that's the piece that leads you into more awareness. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like, woo woo. It doesn't have to be this long drawn out thing. Like it's literally like, I am exhausted today. And what happened yesterday that might have an impact on that? Noticing what you are eating and how you feel after, like that can be like, part of your journal, like just tracking, like, okay, like I ate a donut and coffee for breakfast and I had a complete crash at 10 AM, you know? And so like, you're equating like what your body is, how your body is responding to what you're eating, what you're feeling. And also like in your journaling, look at ways to be thankful. Like look for areas of gratitude because that will make a shift in your mindset and in gratitude practices, there are studies that show that people's stress response and cortisol levels actually drop when people Mm -hmm. are reflective of things that they're thankful for. So, you know, that's something that you can do if you're feeling just super stressed, you know, like just jot down like three things that you are grateful for. And I mean, it can literally be anything, you know, like my car started today or like there's beautiful weather. You know, I found, you know, my, my favorite fruit was on sale at the grocery store today. (laughs) Like whatever it is like that you are truly like finding enjoyment 
in everything. Like, you know, my coffee tasted so good today and whatever it is. And the other thing that I would say that you can implement right now would be to focus on whole food nutrition because Mm -hmm. food will be um, just such a key player in reducing the inflammation within your body. If you're eating a highly processed uh, diet, your body is working a lot harder to, to actually digest and absorb nutrients, you know, if any at all. So your body's like constantly stressed just from what you're eating. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like stressors come in so many different ways, you know, like it's, you know, mindset can be a huge thing, but diet is, is a big thing, you know, environmental meaning, you know, like what's going on around you, but also like the types of products that you're using, you know, like chemicals that you're cleaning with or like uh, makeup, Mm -hmm. makeup and body products that you're using that you know, the, the tox, it, it's taking a lot more for your body to clear out the toxicity. And so then mm. we see that a lot of people just have heavier loads of, of toxins in their body because their body's trying to get rid of that. There isn't a whole lot to, to absorb nutrients. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Or to deal with any other stressors. So you'll like, yeah, go off on something that maybe wouldn't otherwise have been such a big deal for you before. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We don't think about those things. I think how it all just so interconnected. It is. It really is. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's really um, so helpful. I think like that's so much to think about all the different ways that stress kind of impacts your body and your life and the ways that like you do have so much control over it in some ways, you know, so much control over certain things that you can do. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's like the biggest thing to take away is that stress is a choice. You know, you might not be able to change a circumstance, but you can change your reaction to it and how you respond. Um, So, you know, in, in that situation, just looking at, at each circumstance from that lens of, okay, like, how could this be a positive thing? Or like, how can I respond? And you have choices, you know, like you could, you know, you can change what the outcome will be. Um, And I think that's what creates a lot of stress is when people feel like they have lost control, they don't have the ability to make a choice. Like, you know, it's almost like this is being chosen for me. This is, this is just kind of my lot in life. Yeah. That's so stressful to think that you don't have any say over what's going to happen to you. But if you just shift that mindset and figure out like I do, like I can change this or I can do that in response to these things, you feel a lot more in control. Yeah. And it's so freeing to, to change that perspective. And I will say, you know, like growing up in a family, you know, very reactive to every circumstance and every situation, like, oh my gosh. Um, And it was funny, you know, my husband and I were talking about something yesterday and he was kind of like, well, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, you know what? Like I've done my part and You know, I've just got to like, I've got to let that go. Like I can't, I can't control, you know, what another person is going to do. You know, like I've, I've done my part here and it's up to, you know, this person to make certain choices and. Right. You can't stress out about the other pieces of it. You can only, yeah. Yeah. And when we get stuck in that, like, you know, what if place? Oh, like that's, that's just dangerous (laughs) territory. Right. Yeah. That's not going to help anyone. That's never going to help you. It doesn't, it doesn't change the situation at all. All it does is, you know, just creates more stress within ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. 
The, the only other thing I know you touched on earlier, and we didn't really go into it that much. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about adrenal fatigue, because mm-hmm. you mentioned that and I don't and I've heard that term used a lot, but I don't really know much about what it actually is. Like, is that the same thing as stress? Or is it? What's the relationship? Or what does that mean? Yeah, so adrenal fatigue comes when you have been, um, as I talked about earlier, like you've been under prolonged stress. So your body has basically been in a stress response for, you know, an extended amount of time. Usually that comes, you know, when you've had severe sickness, um, or disease, or like there's been like a trauma, you know, like it could be a death in the family. It could be, you know, I've seen women that have had trauma, you know, where they've been sexually abused for years. And so their, their body was basically in that stress response, like all those years, Mm. Um, but it might not have shown up at that time, but what happens is that your body basically, it stores it. If you are not processing, uh, the events, you are not working through it. You are not doing things to alleviate your stress. Then your body is storing that there's a great book called, um, the body keeps a score. And it talks a lot about people that have experienced, you know, any type of, of trauma in their life and how these people there, there are studies that have shown that people that have had um, severe trauma, that they actually have a 70% increase in the chance of developing an autoimmune disorder. Wow. And so that's why it's so important to, to manage the stress, but with adrenal fatigue, basically your body has had this, this load on it for a given amount of time that's been prolonged. And like I was talking about the the bucket of water, you know, spilling over at that point, it's not that uh, you're, you know, and there's a lot of controversy about, you know, like, is adrenal fatigue a real thing? Or, you know, like your body, your adrenal glands don't actually like get tired. And that's not what it was meant to mean. It was meant to basically give people an idea of the fact that your adrenal hormones, like your cortisol, your adrenaline, norepinephrine, they slow down, like the production of the output slows down because your body just can't take the load anymore. So sometimes you might hear it as like an HPA access dysfunction, which is hypothalamic pituitary adrenal. Like that's, you know, basically like your stress response right there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that that's a dysfunction or they call it adrenal dysfunction, you know, it's the same thing, really. Okay. But it's just basically a way to say that like under prolonged stress, your body can't handle the burden of the stress anymore. And so that's when, you know, immune systems are compromised, you're getting sick all the time, um, or you find that it takes you a long time to get over sickness, your fatigue has increased dramatically, you're noticing the other symptoms, you know, that are indicative of a hormone imbalance, like um, increased weight gain, um, especially like if it's in the abdominal area, like that is a, it's a marker for us to know that like blood sugar levels are higher than normal and your body is storing that stress as fat. You know, you are noticing that like your sex drive is, is decreasing your attention, your is decreasing. Um, you're more irritable, you're cranky, you can't sleep, you're wired, but tired all of those things, like those are some key indicators that you have adrenal fatigue, which basically means like you are very close to burnout. Okay. Yeah. So that's like 
being really stressed, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of wondered when I hear people say adrenal fatigue. Yeah. So basically, you know, you hear from um, so many entrepreneurs where they're like, and I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Um, and it's basically like they've just been in that constant state of going for a prolonged amount of time. And finally, their body was like, you know, we call uncle, you know, we're waving the white flag. Like we can't, we can't do anymore. And you're basically in a forced rest period because your body just won't do anything else other than rest. We do not want to get there. No. Try to avoid that as much as we can. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Well, I want to just shift gears back to your business for one second. And um, I mean, not that this, I mean, this all has been, but like from the more business side of things, like what do you have? coming up personally, like, do you have anything in the future of your business, any plans that we should know about things you're looking forward to? Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah. So I have primarily been working um, one on one with my clients, you know, doing hormone evaluation, running like the labs with them and um, just working on a very individual basis. But obviously, like, there's so many more people than hours in the day that need help. So mm-hmm. I'm actually moving into um, a group program that will be launching at the end of June. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And so that's going to be called the uh, Stressless Protocol. Um, and then I'm also going to be opening up a membership program as well for the people that are wanting to deal with more of like the, the weight loss component that comes along with stress. And so that's going to be like a monthly membership. And so I'm going to be opening that up later in the year as well. Oh, wow. You had a lot of events. I'm glad I asked. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know this when I asked that. (laughs) Yes. You've got a lot of big changes kind of coming up for the business. That's awesome. Um, and I have to double check when this will probably go live because that might, probably will be like happening by the time this goes live so people can go check it out. So we can include links in the show notes. Okay, perfect. And so, and I always ask at the end of every interview, um, two questions. And one is what is one thing that you wish you'd known more about from the business side of things when you first started your business? I love that you actually had like kind of a business background because most people that I talk to don't, most people are like, you know, we started something because of the passion for like the thing that we're doing, not (laughs) because we had anything you know, idea of business. Um, But yeah, what's one thing that you wish you had known more about when you first like started going out on your own? Yeah. So I think probably the biggest thing is that followers do not equate to revenue. And so I was like, so crazy, like focused on like how many followers I had, like how many people were on my email list. Um, But the reality of it was that even as those numbers increased, like I wasn't seeing the, the revenue that should have been coming from that. And that was just Mm -hmm. because I was focused on creating followers, but I wasn't focused on creating customers. And so I think that, you know, if I would have known that, and I think, you know, like there was that element, you know, of knowing and understanding that, but because of the way like social media, you know, is, you know, it's very like follower centric. Mm -hmm. Um, And not that that's a bad thing, but I think that's where I was like putting all of my energy instead of like trying to create the dialogue like it was more like hey like you know just posting the good picture so that people you know are just liking but they're not engaging in what's actually being uh written in the copy so that was my big thing I think that's a good one (laughs) it's easy to get caught up in that (laughs) yeah um and then is there one thing that you'd want to share with other entrepreneurs um just in general as they start start a business or just going along this entrepreneurial journey with you 
Yeah, I think that probably the biggest thing is just give yourself grace. You know, like there's plenty of time to get all of the things done. And I think as we start out, we think that all of the things should be done all at one time, at the same time. And we don't allow ourselves to have that margin in our schedule because we're just going. And I see that so much with with my clients that, you know, that they're starting something or like they're pivoting and they just get really overwhelmed. And so it's, you know, just allow yourself to take one thing at a time and um, give yourself grace to understand that, you know, hey, there's there's still time to get stuff done. And um, if something doesn't get done today, nobody dies. So <laughs> just remember that. That's a good one to keep in mind. <laughs> and that's a good way to not let the stress mount too much. So perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Will you just end by telling us how, where we can find you online, how people can connect with you? Sure. I have a freebie. If, yeah. if you're okay with like that, share, share anything you want to share and okay. you have a podcast too, right? So I do want to listen to that too. I know sometimes that like falls through the cracks. I like never even think to mention that when I, okay. yeah, I know <laughs> talk Same. to people personally. So tell us everywhere we can find okay. you or okay. anything you're doing. Yeah. So I have a podcast it's called uh, vulnerable you stress unscripted. Um, you can find it on Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Um, and that's where I have conversations with, other people that have experienced stress and they talk about how it's affected their their health, their business, their relationships. And then I do some solo rounds as well and talking about specific things about stress. My website is ericaeller.com and it's Erica, E-R-I-C-K-A. Um, so I'm a little bit extra that way. And <laughs> I got bedazzled. We'll have um, a link for that. Yeah. And then um, if any of your listeners are wondering if they are headed towards burnout, I have a quiz that they can take. If they go to ericaeller.com forward slash quiz, then they can take this questionnaire that basically goes through some symptoms that you could be experiencing mm -hmm. in your health. And you can find out how likely of a chance you have to experience burnout in the very near future. Wow. That sounds helpful. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes too. And everyone can go over there and take that. If like we all love quizzes, right? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Even if you're talking about like, if you're about to burn out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. This was awesome. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. It was so, so good to be able to, to share what I know. I, I honestly could talk about this forever, but yeah, the more people that know, the, uh, the better off we'll all be. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes with your favorite takeaway from this episode. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and other links are always in the show notes and we're always happy to hear from you with thoughts, ideas, or even suggestions of someone you'd love to hear me talk to on the show. You can also submit guests online at polinapr.com slash podcast. Lastly, please drop a comment on the post for this episode on the podcast Instagram at female millennial entrepreneurs to let me know you listened. Tune in next time.